0: This message is brought to you by The Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja Ministering is the Servant of God A pastor in the house Pastor Samuel Uluwashiun Hazan Remain blessed as you listen Can I hear your shout of victory? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Father, we thank you Because victory is what you have purchased for us And that's what our experiences will be. Everywhere we go, at every moment of our lives, we will walk in the victory that you have brought for us in Jesus' name. We ask that you cause your word to come again unto us this morning. And you have your way in our midst. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you very much. We will see victory because the battle belongs to the Lord. Amen. Um, in time past, one of the things we looked at was the language of faith, right? We looked at the power of words. We said words can create, words can sustain, words can destroy. Words determine the atmosphere, words shape. And then when we looked at the language of faith, we said the words of God are creative, amen? And you must speak it Every time, continuously, consistency, you know, consistently, fervently. So, victory. Jesus has paid the price for everything. Victory is our portion in Jesus' name. So, you know, this is why you should not let yourself be weighed down by whatsoever situation it is that is going on around you. Personally, uh, standing here, for me, it's even a testimony because twice in fact as at earlier hours of this morning i was almost going to call Pastor to me to say just be ready you you come and preach <laughs> because i didn't feel like i'll be strong to even stand not to say talk amen but we thank the lord for victory we thank him for strength it is well with us in jesus name amen if you are going to give a title because what I have here is like a mixture of different things but if you are going to give a title we can call it appointed times appointed times comma prophetic exhortations yeah maybe just let's just stay with those two appointed times comma prophetic exhortation because it is um it's a mixture of several different things Yes, we've been studying about faith. The Bible has clearly told us that faith comes by hearing. And hearing what? Faith comes by... Okay. Did we drink tea before leaving home? We know it's been very cold. But we need to shake it up right now. After all, we've, re- we've given a shout of uh, victory, right? So faith comes by... Hearing. And hearing hearing the word of god so what i have this morning is a word from god so it's uh i'd already as a tuesday when we met at the pastoral i'd already even explained the direction i will be going but from time to time god interrupts now uh what did i call the title appointed times prophetic exhortation appointed times let's start from there Let's open um, Leviticus chapter 23. Appointed times. If you, of course, as you grow in your knowledge of scripture, we've been going through Bible reading. One of the things you come to see is that God actually appointed specific seasons, uh, festivals, or feasts for the children of Israel. Is that true? You, you you would have come across that in our Bible reading. I mean, these seasons, as it were, formed the Jewish ecclesiastical calendar. They have two calendar systems. The one that God instituted starting from the period of Passover. Because when he brought them I said to be the beginning of months from them. So in other words, it changed their timing. And he appointed specific feasts. Now, you can say we are not under the law, which is true. We are under grace. Uh, Paul argued with many of the New Testament believers that you should not keep yourself into bondage of observing times and seasons. It is in Christ that we have received salvation. That is true. But the interesting thing about this time in this calendar is that God has a personal interest in them. And truly, the life of Jesus Christ fulfilled... This calendar, as in the events in his life. From the time of Unleavened Bread, Passover, that was when he died. He ascended, First Fruits, Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came down. You know, there are other feasts, the Feast of Trumpets. But let's read from here, we'll just go systematically. So, Because I want us to note, to observe one thing. These seasons are actually appointed by God. And if you are observant, you see that even events in churches around, tends to line up with this calendar. Because in those times, it's as if the heavens are open and there is ease of obtaining prophetic revelation. Now, the access to revelation is primarily the Holy Spirit. God can choose to speak to you at any point in time, any day, anywhere, so that you are not bound by this. But... In my experience, in my work, I found that truly mature prophets... Even though they won't say, ah, this is the feast of uh, Passover. We're observing Passover. They won't tell you they're observing unleavened bread. But their lifestyle and some of their activities tend to line up with these seasons. And some of them, that's the secret of their longevity in God. When people stand to declare to nations... They say this is the word of the Lord. In some of those seasons, it's as if God sovereignly comes to unveil you know, the unfolding of His plans and purposes. Leviticus 23, verse 1. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, verse 2. Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, The feasts of the... Are you reading with me? The feasts of the Lord... So it is his own choice. It is his own institution. It is his own timing. The feast of the Lord which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations. And then he went on to say, these are my feasts. These are my feasts. I'm not going to go into the detail of everything. So just to let you know that these times are specially appointed by God. And God has interest and for me, it was like three years ago that I began to pay particular attention to these seasons and find out at what dates. And I realized that truly some measure of revelation tends to come in those seasons. About this time last year, if you remember, if you recall, I you know, brought to us two things that the Lord said. It was about this time last year because that was like the first full year of really paying attention. And again, this season, in fact, I did it. I wasn't even so conscious. I just woke up one morning and a particular song. One of the ways God can speak to you is that scripture can just pop up in your heart. You know, that scripture keeps going over your mind like a record. Pay attention to such. Or it can be a song song. I was just singing a song. Show me your face, Lord. I played it. I played it. was when I got to work. I'm like, wait. Till, after like three or four hours, I like, show me your face. Seek the face of God. Like, what is today's date? It was then I found out that that song that morning was coinciding with what you might call the Feast of Trumpets, which is like the beginning of the new year in the Jewish calendar. And there, God, you know, we won't get into all that, but we just get to the significance for us, and what God is saying. If you follow prophetic ministries right about now, you'll find that a lot of them are coming out with things that God has said. It's as if God just opens the heavens and, okay, angel, this is prophetic season. Go out, spread the word around. So a lot has been going on. And then if you find out also, many churches tend to hold their conventions around August, September, Have you observed that? The biggest church in Nigeria right now, RCCG, their annual convention is around when? It was in August, leading up to that point in time. One of the uh, foremost prophetic ministries globally, right now, Morningstar Ministries, you see them, that um, advanced prophetic conference is either immediately before or just around that season. Because truly the heavens are open and if you have known, if you've learnt, and especially if you've been called into this, God tends to reveal his plans, his purposes. It's not that he cannot reveal, he's sovereign, he can choose to reveal it at any other time, but in this season he speaks. He speaks. So, it may not be for everybody but maybe some of you would do well to pay attention, study more about it, the Feast of the Lord and just plug into that, and you'll be amazed at the level of revelations that come, because there is actually heightened angelic activity at that point in time. Amen. So that's why I said appointed seasons. Now, in um, there are sev- uh, let me say this: the feasts. There are seasonal. The major, the seven major feasts are seasonal, as in once in a year. On living bread, Passover, first fruits, Pentecost, Trumpets, uh, Day of Atonement, and then or in gathering. They are called once in a year. But one verse three of this Leviticus that we're reading, the first one he instituted is the Sabbath. Amen. So verse three, let's see verse three. To tell you how also how much priority. It places on you meeting with him once a week. There can be arguments whether it's Saturday or Sunday. It doesn't matter. But what matters is that you observe the principle of setting aside a day for the Lord. Amen? A day for the Lord. There was a research some time ago that, you know, in this day and age where businesses are running 24 7, you know, around the clock, it is good, but it is not all your staff. That should be running 24 hours, 7 days around the clock. What will happen? At some point, some of them will break down, right? So you must institute a system where there is rest. And the purpose of that rest is to seek the Lord. So it said, it told them, 6 days you shall walk. On the 7th day is a Sabbath, a solemn rest, a holy convocation. You shall uh, do no work on it. It is the Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwelling. What did God do on the 7th day? He rested. It's not that he was tired. Can God be tired? Isaiah 40 says, he does not grow weary. He does not grow tired. He is God Almighty, but he's the one that gives strength to the weary. Huh? Those who have no strength increase might. In answer, those that wait upon the Lord, they will do what? Renew their strength. So, but God does not get tired. What he did was to sit and go over all that he has done. So, setting an example for us that Sabbath, what we should do is not that you are not working, but set aside quality time to think upon the Lord and upon His works. Amen? So, it is critical. It is foundational for a strong, a vibrant and effective Christian life that even if all you have learned to do is to come to church every Sunday and make up your mind that you will not miss it for any reason, in God's agenda, you are already taking something. But if that basic one, you are falling short, forget all the other bigger things that will come. So it is important. God takes because it is an appointed time. I was thinking initially, we we're talking about faith and patience. That was what I prepared to talk about. In Hebrews 10, you will see there that we should not forsake the gathering of one another it's so vital and so important that you see your coming to the house of god to meet with the people of god as an appointment with god amen it's an appointment with god he will speak he will bring grace he will bring virtue and so many other things so let, let me just throw that out so let's help some of our brethren that are still showing a very high level of inconsistency and then for those of us too that may have appointments or business meetings on the sabbath day but god said remember that day to do what keep it holy it's an appointment with god don't just see it as religion huh thank god as many of us as fast as we can remember what do we do on sundays is go to church then we come back home we eat rice How many of you, growing up, rice was your Sunday-Sunday food in your house? Many people, (laughs) you go to church. And then on Sundays, daddies and mommies after church, they go to, as in, the house is quiet. Don't disturb. No, no, everybody is resting. It's a good culture. It will help you and even increase your productivity. So remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Amen? Appointed times, prophetic um, exhortation. So, last year... At about this time, two words that, you know, I shared with us. Number one was rest. Do we remember? Entering into rest. as if God was proclaiming over us that he's bringing us into rest. How many of us have experienced a measure of rest? Seizing from your own work, struggling. Are you seeing struggles and challenges coming to an end in your life? That was the purpose of that, so that we can step into the bigger things He has for us. Now, the good thing about God's word is that even though some words may come in seasons, his words are actually eternal. Amen? Meaning that his words, some of his words have no expiry date. If he has said last year that season of rest is coming, and now he's saying something else, it doesn't mean that rest is cancelled. It simply means added to the rest that you've come into, Add the next one. So if you have not yet pressed, and um, I don't want to go back there. There is a labor that you should make, effort that you need to make to enter into rest. Rest is still available. So that's last year. It gave us a word about rest. Then last year as well, it gave us a word about the miraculous. You remember the dream I shared where I said Siamese twins joined together, somebody laying hands and by prayer of faith, they were separated. Do you remember that? How many of us remember? Well, I think it's still on the YouTube. But that's to tell us that you know, there's a miraculous dimension that God is bringing us into. And if you look at the church gro- globally, certain kinds of miracles are becoming more common. Amen? Because the Lord opened a season upon the church globally, and He wants us to be part of it. So those words are still Um, what's the word, are still meaningful, even for now. Those words did not expire. It's for you to rise up in faith, lay hold of it, press into it so that it becomes what's your experience. Amen. Now, this year, the first, you know, and like I said, sudden things come, but I've learned that around this time, certain revelations come. And I've also learned to compare what I received with what different uh, prophetic voices in different places are declaring. And um, it gives you a measure of, um, would I say, safety, confidence to say, okay, I didn't hear wrong. But even if you are the only one. Isaiah 40 said, the voice of one. Sometimes in some places or in certain seasons, you might be the first to hear something different from what everybody else is receiving. So don't be afraid. If provided you've not lost fellowship, you're not uh, in sin, have the confidence to declare what you think God is putting in your heart. Amen. So for this year, on the 15th of September, you know, I, I think I shared that at the pastoral level, I woke up that morning With a dream and um while i was still thinking about the dream i know i were still we're in the preparations for family life conference i was still looking out on the internet youtube watch different videos of different keyboards to see what we could buy with the money that was available pending when we repaired the other one you know so i was watching keyboard videos when my son, you know, children, okay, school had not resumed then, just a few days before resumption, struggling with you, and he just touched the phone, and it went to this other video, and exactly the dream I woke up with, while watching the YouTube, I was still thinking about this dream, that, Lord, what does this mean? Exactly the same thing. Somebody else was saying it. I'm like, God, now I know (laughs) this is not, you know, it wasn't just me. It gave me added confidence that truly this is the word of God. And I want to share that. Now, in that dream, uh, it was me, but it is not, I've not, now I know that it's not just me. Sometimes it can use you depending on how much or what it wants you to do. It can use you as an example for other people. Let me just say somebody was given an appointment and it was put in charge of newly discovered natural resources are you following me what's the biggest natural resource Nigeria has right now are you with me so what is Nigeria's major resource that's oil but in this dream it's as if something new was discovered Whether it was oil and gas, or in greater measures, and we've had some people say it. Certain prophetic voices have said that what is yet to be uncovered in this nation, we don't even know yet. And uh, I know that now, depending on levels at which people work with God, certain prophets too, uh, Bobby Corner, like two years ago, at about this time, one of the things he received from the Lord was that the earth is bringing forth new treasures, new treasures, new discoveries. So maybe it's our season to enter into it. So that should give us hope in the nation. People are running away. Well, if God has not sent you, please do not. No, let's use the language. Do not. Exactly. If God has not sent you, do not jackpa. Because if you jackpa without being sent, don't go and jabber there or you know. <laughs> I don't go and fall as in. So. Some people, it's in God's plan that they move. But some people, it's in God's plan that you stay. So you need to know, because right now, the the, the time is coming that almost every family in this country will have somebody abroad. So it's a time to even look at the scriptures and look at all the times that God sent Israel into captivity. And get, get certain lessons. In all that time, there were still people who remained in the promised land. And then the time will come when God will command them to start coming out again and come back. So if God is asking you to stay, and um, someone was telling me recently of uh, another person that is about to go, you know, and she was telling me a list of what, as in this person wants to sell everything because they are relocating but guess what they are selling them cheap so for some of you it will be an opportunity to acquire I know Pastor Richard shared that testimony at the beginning of their marriage their entire household electronics as in everything they need somebody sold it at giveaway price because they wanted to travel now we might see more of it so just stay in God's will position yourself. But that's not the dream, it's, although it's tied to it in a way. So resources were discovered. And then this person was invited to be custodian, as in to be like MD CEO of the company that was in charge of it. Amen. Just imagine that you are here. And they said they discovered diamond reserves, that are worth over well what is bigger than trillions? Huh? Gazillions. What is bigger than how many gazil? how many trillions are in a gazillion? Huh? And gazillions of gazillions of dollars of diamond reserve. And they're about to start exploring and they want you to be the CEO of that company. That was a dream. And Your remuneration will be a percentage of the profit that is made by that company. In that dream, when you know the appointment was given, remuneration, you know, when I calculated, I said, Kai, it is ungodly, it is ungodly to keep this kind of money to myself. Ah, god, this is a sin. As in, have you ever been, have you, I mean. They gave you money. I say, God, this is too much. This is a sin. If I use this money for myself, it is a sin. And in that dream, I decided that maybe 10% or even less than that is what I will use for myself. And even that small percentage ah, is still too much. And the decision was to now use this, the, the money given for what? Charity, for community development, and for godly causes, as in kingdom causes. So, the dream, if you have to summarize it, you can just say this is it, that divine appointments will come. Divine opportunities will open up, open avenues for huge wealth. Of course, several people in the church have been talking about wealth transfer. Amen? You've heard the prophecies about wealth transfer. I think that season is here. And that God is bringing it for us, to us. is also for us to know that even in this house, we will experience it. Amen? Amen. So, opportunities that you may not even, you will not be qualified for. But because it is God, it comes to you. And the purpose of that wealth is not even for you. Because if you are, you know, money that it becomes ungodly for you to spend as a... Imagine how much wealth that would be. So wealth is coming. As a church, we prayed. The words that God spoke to us from the beginning of the year up until now. Things like this are loaded in it. But it appears as if up until now, some of us have not come into great experience of that word, right? What, some of the words is the word that harvest, huge harvest is coming, right? Is that not so? The words that God's proclaimed over us from the beginning of the year, that seasons of remembrance will come, that seeds we've sown will see yield. And we've believed God for what? Landed property. We've believed God for a certain amount of income into the church. So far, it will appear as if we've not even touched one tenth of it. Am I right, sir? Huh? We're we're close to one-tenth. We're just about 10%. But we have three months to go in the year. So how shall these things be? That's what God is saying. Divine opportunities will come. Amen? Avenues to earn will be opened up. Amen? You know, things that we don't qualify for, they will be brought to us. Amen? Great prosperity is coming our way. That's the first one. That was on the 15th of um, September. I will come back to look at this in detail. Let me just share the second one. Another day, um, we'll talk about it. Please, the timer, let's let's know how we're handling time. This second dream was yesterday, actually. I woke up in the morning and it was as if, you you read in the Bible, said the word of the Lord came unto me. It can come in different ways. That's why I said prophetic exhortation, tutorial, you know, like school of the Holy Spirit will deal more with these things. You it can be you can have a dream and you can hear someone talking to you. Amen. You might be half awake, and it appears as if you are, you know, when you think. Now I want you to just do this. You are here, don't talk. Oh. But in your mind, say, <clears> hmm. <throat> What is Pastor Sheon saying this morning? You, 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 you can say it in your mind, right? You can hear yourself think it, right? Did you just do it? Just think now. Oh, this weather, it rains today. Just a statement. Think it in your heart. You know what that sounds like in your heart. That's your thought. Now, imagine that somebody is speaking to you like that in your heart. It's louder than your thought. It's clear. You can get the words. That's what sometimes the voice of the Holy Spirit sounds like. Because many people wonder, how did they hear God? It can, it will be, you will think it's your thoughts, but it's louder than your thoughts. Now, the danger or the challenge is, if you have been in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you are filled with the Word of God, your chances of hearing strange voices is greatly diminished. But even if you hear something strange... Because you know the word of God, because you are in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, it's easy for you to discern where that voice is coming from. Amen. So, waking up yesterday morning, that voice—I had the voice saying, "Stir up the spirit and the power of Elijah," saying, "Stir up the spirit and the power of Elijah," and say, "Stand." With the chief angels and you know the principal angels that God has assigned unto you and begin to make proclamations over the land. Amen. Did we get it? It said, stir up the spirit and the power of Elijah. That's why I said this one, maybe uh, when next I'm opportune to come, I will we'll dig into it and... Really see what the Lord is calling us unto," said. "Stand, with the chief angels, the principal angels that have been assigned to work with you and begin to make proclamations over the land. We've been praying for Nigeria, amen. Haven't we? And we've been consistent with it over time. So it's a call to a greater level of function. And um, if uh, let me not be tempted to get too deep into this. In saying stir it up is as if something has been deposited. If you read Malachi four, the last verse of Malachi four, God said something. Let's please put that verse on screen. He said, "I will send you uh, Elijah the prophet before the coming of the Lord." So it's as if before the Lord will return, that dimension of ministry, the dimension of authority, the dimension of power that Elijah operated in. You will see it visibly manifest on the earth. Malachi 4, can I have it on screen? The last verse, you see it. And that was also fulfilled by the first coming of the Lord Jesus. Because after John the Baptist was killed, uh, verse 5, let's say verse 5, yeah. John the Baptist, Jesus told them that he is the Elijah that was to come, if you would believe. It's not as if he was reincarnated, but he operated in that dimension. In fact, his clothing was similar. Wild skin from the wilderness, somebody eating uh, locust, That's why for a long time, most people thought that a prophet must be shabbily dressed, right <laughs> with uh, dreadlocks and uh, grasshopper, as in strange people, you understand, but that's not what God is saying uh, Malachi four five he said, behold, I will send you Peter, the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. He's talking about bringing the purposes of God into uh, manifestation. That's what it is. And uh, one of the reasons I said, um, when you hear things, sometimes you need to find out, has God said this same thing to other people? I found out that um, Star Ministries had, now sometimes I follow them, but for, for a season... And God does that so that you are not influenced by what others are saying. If you want to truly hear from God, sometimes you might need to separate yourself for a while. Not that you're cut off. You seek the Lord so that what you hear is not influenced by what has been going on around you. For over a month, I, I just didn't connect with Star like I would have done. But it was after I saw this, I just went online yesterday. I found out that I know that they would have done Advanced Prophetic Conference year for year. I tried to follow. But this year, I just didn't have that chance. And then I wasn't so drawn. But it was when I checked their Advanced Prophetic Conference, I found out yesterday that the theme was what? The Spirit and Power of Elijah. I said, Okay. Okay, you know, <laughs> so there is something there that God is bringing upon the church globally amen and he wants us to plug into it the ministry of angels ministering spirits called to minister unto the saints with the saints those are things dimensions that we should begin to expect and it's not just so that you'll be calling down fire because when people think about Elijah what do they think about fire destruction. No. It's to establish the purpose of God, to establish the kingdom of God. His name, do you know what his name means? Elijah. Elijah means my God. He is God. You read around the story, you find out that he, he, he came on the scene in a season when Israel was given unto idolatry. But God used him to remove all the prophets of Baal, all the prophets of Ashtoreth, to establish true religion, to return the people back to God. That's when he said, the God that answers by fire, Abhi, is God. So there is more to it. It's not for today. We'll look at it. But in the first one, divine appointments, the Lord committing resources into our hand. We need to ask, who are those that will be qualified for this? Or do you think you are qualified? Do you think you are qualified? Because God has a purpose for bringing wealth. Uh, Deuteronomy 8.18, let's just put it on the screen. It's not just for your own enjoyment. Yes, he's a father, he cares for you. Okay, And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which is swore to your fathers, as it is this day. What is his interest? His covenant with Abraham, that in him all the families of the earth will be blessed. And that blessing you read in Galatians 3 is not just material, it also speaks about the Holy Spirit coming To dwell in man. But our blessing would definitely involve material uh, enjoyment, material benefits, but it goes beyond. So his covenant, his plans, his purposes is what he is after. So what are the things, what I want to just end with are, we just look at points that will help us examine ourselves and also seek the face of God to help us qualify and position ourselves for what is coming. Amen. I believe you know that one of the things that we've prayed for and we've received by faith from God is our own landed property. The committee, the minimum requirement is how much? Huh? Two? No, no, no. I'm talking about the financial implication. Yes, I think we we, we won't spend less than 200 million. That's conservative estimate. 200 million. Now the question is, from whose pocket is that 200 million going to come from, Sister Titi? Huh? From whose pocket? Eh? I was expecting you to say me, you, (laughs) Sister Debbie, and Brofola is in agreement. Roger Fia and Sister Janada, from whose pocket is that 200 million plus going You know, it's one thing that you bought the land, then you now have to start building. So, all in all, we should, maybe we are talking about the billion plus, right? From whose pocket? Hmm? Yes. So, that is one of the reasons that he's choosing to do things like this. Amen. And is bringing these words when he speaks. He wants us to open ourselves. Who is qualified for this? Number one, those who partake of this. Number one, those who have given themselves unto the Lord and unto his purposes. Those who have given themselves to the Lord and to his purposes. Let's read Second Corinthians uh, 8 verse 5. Second Corinthians 8 verse 5. This is a chapter... Chapter 8, chapter 9 of that 2nd Corinthians, Paul was talking about giving. But God is not just interested in taking from anybody. Proverbs fifteen eight will tell you what? That the, the, the sacrifice of a sinner is an abomination unto the Lord. And that's why some people will say they've sown seed, prophetic this, prophetic that. Nothing is happening. They say all these pastors are just taking their money. The very first thing that God requires from you is not your money, is you, you, your heart. So um, this Paul, after saying several things, said, not only as we had hoped, but they first did what gave themselves to the Lord, and then to us by the will of God. They gave themselves to who, to God. Does God own you? Do you belong to God? You know, um, when it comes to sharing of money or something, you've been in an office. Maybe your boss came in and he gave somebody money and every ah, okay, what about me? And your boss will say, everybody should answer his father's name. <laughs> Have you seen things like that? Or an auntie, you know, they are just saying, see, 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 right now, this is not for you. Everybody should answer his father's name. And fathers know their children. True fathers, they know their children. So, does God know you as his own? And it's not just by word of mouth. In word and in deed do you belong to God? So, they gave themselves to the Lord. They gave themselves to the Lord. So, That calls for what? Consecration. Submission. And then he said they gave themselves to us. That is to Paul by the will of God. They also came under the godly authority that God has established over them. You cannot say you belong to God and you will not be under the godly authority that he has established. There are several messages we've preached on authority and submission. Please go back to that. Let me not be drawn into this. So, giving themselves unto the Lord. That's the first thing that needs to happen. So, and it calls for continual giving. When Paul said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, right? That you present your bodies a what? Living sacrifice. From the family life, we learned that, you know, we're reminded this sacrifice is alive. It is living. If you just picture... Some of you have watched cartoons. For one reason or the other, a chicken or a goat is put on an oven and you light the fire. If the chicken is alive, what will happen? It will jump. Think of cartoon. There are some funny cartoons. That it will run off. Someone wanted to say, bind the sacrifice to the horn of the altar, as in tie yourself there. Living Sacrifice. So, giving yourself to the Lord and then to authority that he has established. So, that's the first criteria. Those to whom the Lord wants to commit this level of wealth. Number two, those who have been faithful with what they have been given. Those who have been faithful with the little that they have been given. Luke 19, you know verse 17, talking about the parables, the talents, you see several here, said, let, let's say Luke 19, 17. You've been faithful, well done, good servant, you were faithful in a very little have authority over ten cities. Promotion comes only to those that have been faithful. So, how are you handling what God has committed unto you? Are you, one of the tests of faithfulness is Constant, as in instant in season and out of season. Right? When Paul told Timothy, be instant in season and out of season. When it is convenient, when it is not. You are there, you are standing. God can trust you. So this one is dependable. Not that when it is good, ah, yes, you are for God. When there is challenge, you say God understands. Faithfulness. Faithfulness involves obedience. Do it like this. How did you do it? So, those who are faithful in little. So, how are you handling what God has given to you right now? And in terms of finance, it also involves tithes and offerings. Amen? Tithes and offerings. See... Don't be deceived by what is going around in the church. Malachi 3 is very clear. The tithes preceded all the laws, the, the old covenant that God instituted with Moses. He came from the time of Abraham. As then, at then, there was no law. And if Abraham gave tithes to Melchizedek, and the Bible calls him the father of all nations... Don't you think we should actually follow in his footsteps? But a lot of people are coming to say, no, uh, tight is this, tight is that. Malachi 3 is clear. Will a man rob God? He say hey, How? He say in tight and in offering, you rob. It's not as if God needs the money anyway. But it only prepares a platform for him to fulfill the covenant that he swore with Abraham his desire is to bless his children and his children are denying him opportunity to see them blessed who loses more at the end of the day it's the people so faithfulness in tithes, faithfulness in offerings how do you handle that giving faithfulness those who have been faithful they will receive more, amen number three those who qualify, those who have passed the test of sacrifice because faithfulness will involve sacrifice. Those who have passed the test of sacrifice. For many people that have broken into great wealth read their history. There have been a time of testing in their life that it appeared as if God asked them to lay all before him. God asked them to lay all. First, Abraham we read the story, Genesis 22. God came, give me your son, your only son, whom you love. As at this point, he has sent Ishmael away. So God didn't say, give me your son. If, he, well, if God did not say, your only son, he would have said, okay, my son, Abby. Ishmael is my son. To go and bring that one from wherever he was. But say, no, no, no. The one that I said is your only son, the one you love. So it was a test. And after he obeyed, God told him not to kill him. And then God pronounced, said, in seeing that uh, let, let's see if we can read that verse, so that faith will rise in our hearts, and we can plug into what God wants to do. We are looking at what the test of sacrifice. Those who have passed the test of sacrifice, Genesis 22, Genesis 22, verse 16. Okay, from verse fifteen, Genesis twenty-two, fifteen, and the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time and said, By myself I have sworn, said the Lord, for because you have done this and you have not withheld your son, your only son, that in blessing I will bless you, and in multiplying, I will multiply your seed as the stars of heaven, and as the sandwiches, but so But what did Abraham pass? That test of sacrifice, God made a demand. There will be seasons in our lives where the Holy Spirit speaking to you. He can speak to you directly. He can come through leadership that is over you. He can come in whatever way. It can be because of situations that arise. Your heart will know. If you are truly in tune with God, you will know when he's calling for this you will know, except you choose to deny, like God, please don't argue with God, because such things, when you do it, it just opens up the gateway, because number one, you've proven to God that your trust is not in that which is in your hand, that your trust is in God, and God is able to make all grace abound, so that test of sacrifice, Abraham passed it, the widow of Zarephath when Elisha went to her, what did he say? Uh, 1 Kings 17, from verse 8 to 16. He first says, see, first, go and make food for me, first. You will see that emphasis. He said, ah, no, this is all I have. He says, see, this is the word of the Lord. Then the word of the Lord, uh, and she was going to, you know, verse 11, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. Let's see her response. Verse 12. And she said, As a Lord God, this is the only thing. It's just, and prepare for my son or my eat and die. Verse 13. You will expect the prophet to be sympathetic, but this is God working. He said, Do not fear. And which is the problem with many of us. Fear and our mental calculation, we, we tend to underrate the capacity and capability of God, and we tend to overrate. what is in our hand our security is not in what we have but is in who we have and to whom we belong it sounds simple but when the time of testing comes, that's when you know if your heart is truly with god or in what you think you have or what you can do elijah said don't worry it's okay go and cook for your son but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me and afterward make some for yourself and for your son it looks as if the prophet self was doing wisdom he said go and do as you have said but but is it really to do as you has said no It's do as the lord is asking you bring it first and then the word of the lord came and then The Bible said she did as she was told and then the word of the Lord was fulfilled. This is the test of sacrifice. God will bring us through that again because something big is ahead of us. Amen. The third person that passed this test of sacrifice was Peter. After laboring and catching nothing, the Lord came and decided to use his boots. What should they have said? See, I need to rest and plan myself so that I can go back And look for more fish. So, dear Lord Jesus, I need this time. I need this time. Did the Lord understand? Mm -hmm. No. The Lord understood, but not the way Peter wanted him to understand. He went, give me your boat. And Jesus, the, the Lord Jesus preached short messages. Huh? From the gospel that he read, our Lord Jesus Christ, does he preach short messages? Who preached for three days that people did not eat? <laughs> huh? Huh? It was Jesus Christ. Three days, and he will preach, oh, and after preaching is when he will say, okay, these people need food. So, in using Peter's boat, I'm sure it was not one hour or two hours. Probably took all the time To the point where it didn't make sense for Peter to do anything again. It was then announced, launch out into the deep. Peter was like, hi, you wasted my time. Now you want me to go and waste more energy. But God does not take from you. Just because he wants to deprive you. He takes from you so that he can multiply it and put it back in your hand. Amen. So Peter passed that test. Amen. So the test of sacrifice. That's the point. Um, Another point that will qualify those who will receive this is that those who have learned to control their tastes and their desires. Those who have learned to control their tastes and their desires. The story of the rich fool in Luke chapter 12 comes to mind here. God blessed him. He had so much His barn was full. What did he decide to do? He said, see, let's break down this barn. Build another one bigger. And then store it up for years. When there are people around him that are needy. When there are kingdom projects that he could have invested in. The God that brought the harvest is still there. He's able to bring him more harvest. But his heart was on what? Self gratification. Come on. This house, five bedroom. Let's build ten. Huh? This is the time to own the dream car. Hmm. Which one is... uh? <laughs> when you browse some of these things, it's like, man, money is good. But, James chapter... chapter Is it chapter three? That will tell you that when you ask and you do not get, it's because you ask amiss. So that you might spend it on what? Your own loss. Is it chapter three or chapter four? Now, please let me check. That you might spend it on your own loss. So, For God to commit huge resources into the hand of anybody, he knows that that person has learned to control his taste. He's not just going to take it for uh, personal gratification. He's going to use it for the purpose for which it is intended. So, if you are still here and you still can't control your impulses or the latest fad, you just want to be in vogue, you need to watch it. It might hinder what God wants to bring Amen? So, I've mentioned the first point. Uh, What was the first point? Those who have done what? Can you help me? The first point, we said those who did what? Who gave themselves to the... Amen? We said the second point is what? Those who have been faithful with what they have received. Number three, those who have done what? Passed the test of sacrifice. Number four: those who have learned to control their tastes and desires. Number five: those who will receive this are also those who have rece- will receive the word of the Lord. Second Chronicles 2020, 20, because the Bible says faith comes by hearing, and that's Romans 10 now. faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. These things, things like this, can only come you know, when God sends a word. It only gets fine fulfilment in the life of those who believe it. Second Chronicles twenty twenty. And they rose. Okay, so they rose in the morning, and went into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, "Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established." Believe his prophets and you shall. Are, you, are we reading together? Believe the Lord your God and you shall be. Believe his prophets and you shall. So those who receive the word of the Lord when it comes. You receive it as the word of the Lord. You begin to pray it. You begin to declare it. You begin to confess it. Then it can have fulfillment. Amen. Then the last point, before we go into prayer and communion, said those who will also receive mercy and favor from God. Hebrews 14, 16. Hebrews 4.16 says we shall come before the throne of grace. Now you can fulfill all the conditions and that can give you a measure of boldness. But you see, before God, no man can stand. Your righteousness does not count for anything. It is by the grace and mercy of the Lord. He said let us come boldly to the throne of grace. Yes, haven't been helped by God, helped by the Holy Spirit, you can say Lord, you have helped me. I'm in position. But on top of it all, say we come to the throne of grace that we may obtain what? Mercy and find grace. Because even where somebody is not qualified and the mercy of God comes to such a person, The mercy of God can turn his life around and position him to receive what is coming. This is a critical point. Mercy and grace in a time of need. We'll rise up to pray, even as we take communion. Lord, you promised us from the beginning of the year that harvest is coming. Amen. You told us that it will be a year of remembrance. What other time than to be remembered that when it appears as if the economy of the nation is going down? What other way will God bring uh, a demarcation between those that are truly his children and those that are not, other than for him to show that he is their source and their sustenance? I just want us to lift up our voice. Let's ask God, mercy, grace, in, time, in this time of need, the word he has spoken The promise he has given us from the beginning of the year is now confirming it again. You know, bringing about uh, visions and dreams. We just receive. Let's open our voices and pray. Let's ask for grace. Let's ask for mercy. Lord, concerning what you are set to do. Not just in this house, but even over the church. Um, just let's just take some five minutes to pray please so that we don't just keep you standing we just pray let's let's lift up our voice lord grace and mercy let's cry out for grace and mercy upon us as a church upon us as families upon our homes upon our men upon our women that in these times, the grace and the mercy of god will find us the prosperity that god is bringing to his people will find us in the name of jesus lord We just ask that you will remember us today. Yes, we might have been faithful. Yes, we have uh, controlled ourselves. We have used what you've given us well. But Lord, above it all, we stand under the banner of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are asking that grace and mercy from your throne will find us. And you will pour out your blessings upon our lives in the name of Jesus. We ask for grace and mercy upon this assembly. So that we can fulfill all the projects we have ahead of us. Lord, we ask for grace and mercy for our families. For our men, for our women. For our singles, even for our children. That in this time, in this season, Lord. You will cause the book of remembrance indeed to be opened. You will pour out such level of blessing, O God. That we cannot but we cannot contain such level of blessing that will enable us, O oh God, to do Your work. Such level of blessing that will propel us as a people into all Your plans and purposes for our lives. All the projects, all the work, good works, charity works, the outreaches, Lord, the, 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 the meeting the needs of the needy, infrastructural development even in challenged communities. Cause Your mercy, Lord to prosper us by your grace cause us to prosper let all these come into our lives in the name of jesus let's ask for mercy and grace perhaps there are people that have been unfaithful with the lord they've not fully given themselves unto the lord or they give themselves they pull back especially when things get challenging let's ask for mercy those who are still inconsistent in the house those who seem to still be unstable lord have mercy upon our brethren Help them to stand firm. Help them to stand strong. Help them to stand in total commitment and submission to you. In the name of Jesus. As many, O God, as have been robbing you, Lord, by their tithes, by their offerings, we ask for mercy. Let your mercy prevail over this house today. In the name of Jesus. Let your mercy prevail over every life of our people. In the name of Jesus. Let your mercy prevail, O God. And let your blessings be poured out on us. Let's pray for our nation. It's a season of independence. You know, let's new discoveries. You know, let prosperity come into the land. In the name of Jesus, the Bible says the profit of the land is for all. Even the king is fell, fed from the increase of the field. Let's ask that God will stretch forth his hand over our nation again. Beyond what we've known, oil and gas, let there be abundance of resources That will help to develop the nation. That will help put the people in peace and in prosperity. That will bring development to every part in the name of Jesus. Lord, have mercy. Even in this season of independence, have mercy upon our land. Have mercy upon our leaders. Have mercy upon our people. Save us, O God. Save us, O God. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's have the communion. Um, Paul speaking. In 1 Corinthians 11:23, he said, um, let me just read it. 1 Corinthians 11 from verse 23, he said, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me, and after the same manner he took the cup when he had stopped saying, This is the New Testament in my blood. this do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you show for the Lord's death and also his resurrection till he comes. So Lord, we stand this morning. We stand in remembrance of what you've done for us. We stand in remembrance and acknowledgement of the blessings that you've brought for us. We declare that these emblems are blessed for us. Symbolizing your blood and your body which is broken for us. And as we eat it, O God, we pray, we declare that the new covenant is fulfilled in us in Jesus' name. Lord, the covenant of life. Lord, we have passed from death into life life in the spirit even life in our physical bodies the covenant of health the covenant that the blessing of abraham rests upon the gentiles this is ours in the name of jesus thank you because you are reason and because you live we live in prosperity in increase in glory in the name of jesus as you take it um you just pray Um, we'll take it together pray in the spirits pray in tongues pray in the understanding pray, proclaim what the Lord has done Father we thank you Uh, can we have you on the keyboard please thank you Lord for your mercy, thank you Lord for your blood, thank you Lord for the life that you give. thank you for salvation thank you for complete deliverance from the works of the enemy thank you for deliverance from sin deliverance from the kingdom of darkness thank you for complete deliverance in the name of jesus thank you for health for by your stripes we were healed the chastisement of our peace was upon you you bore our infirmities you took our sicknesses you were beaten so that we could have peace by your stripes lord we were made whole thank you because we live in health we and our children all forms of sicknesses and afflictions they are gone from us in the name of jesus thank you for our welfare for your your, your salvation package includes our welfare lord Thank you for abundance of provisions. Thank you, God, even for what you are proclaiming over us this morning. New levels of increase, the season of harvest that has come. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for everything. We give you praise, Almighty God. This bread is blessed for us as the body of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Let's take the bread. Lord, we thank you. We receive this cup as your blood has shed for us. The blood of the new covenant. Thank you because in us, we see the fulfillment of this covenant in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Let's take the blood. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done. in Jesus' name.